Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We're halfway there. Oh! oh. Pincy! No, uh, squidges, 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 squidges in there. No, because I already said that. Growing, Growing in hair. there. No, you can't say, you can't rhyme there with there. There with hair. No, whoa, we're halfway hair. What? <laughs> <laughs> squidges in there. That doesn't work. Sorry. Maybe you should do these intros from now on. Hello and welcome back to Test Tube Baby. It's a fraud. It's no, so it's strange. If you're new to our podcast family, thank you so much for joining along. And please do click that subscribe button. That said, if you're an OG Test Tube Baby listener and haven't gotten around to subscribing yet, please do because it helps us so much. Oi, don't do an impression of me. Sorry. <laughs> my name is not Miranda Burns. My name is Tristan Hall. And over there... Oh my gosh, first error. Whoa, you need whoa, to pre-plan. Whoa, whoa, I'm not used to this. You need to pre-plan what your ad lib is. And over there. Don't do a rubbish one based like in a red dress. Don't be an original. <laughs> you need to be creative about it. I saw you look at the dress. Come on. I do this. I've done this every week. Yeah, but you're a presenter. You have to think on the spot, I don't. No, you should have pre-planned. Can I start again? Yeah, as long as you've got something. I've got one. I've got one. Okay. okay. And over there. Sweating profusely from her breasts. <laughs> you make it sound like it's milk. It's Miranda Burns. I just want to clarify. It's so hot. It's like the hottest day of the year so far today. And we went for a walk and we sat down on a bench. And my boobs have gotten a lot bigger than they used to be. And I was not wearing a bra. Fatal error. And I got some under boob sweat. Okay. It happens to everyone. It was quite a lot. I'm not sweating from my boobs. I'm just sweating from my chest area. It's not coming out the nipples. Thank you for clearing that one up because yeah, I was worried. <laughs> I was like, is that, a, is that a symptom of pregnancy? Well, apparently so. Well, there you go. Carry on. Come on. You've got more to say. I know. I just realised. So wherever you are, we hope you're having the best day, whether that's in the UK, the US, Australia, France, South Africa, Argentina, and even Latvia. What? Latvia? Who's listening to I Latvia? don't even know where Latvia is. Oh, I do. Oh. Eastern Europe. Gold star. Thank you. Did you know, fun Miranda facts, I can name every single country in Europe. I'm not going to do it on the podcast. Cause it I was going to say, you said it now, you put your name to it. It takes about three minutes, three and a half minutes. No, one's, no, no one, one wants needs to that. listen to that. Maybe we make it a bonus episode, like a midweek release. I like that. Or when fun. we're feeling a little lazy. Yeah, when we run out of content. <laughs> yes. When we're at like 35 weeks pregnant and you're just massive. And, <laughs> and just and tired and had enough. The last thing you want to do is record a podcast. List off the countries of Europe, Miranda. Okay. So the next thing you said on your script is we love seeing that you guys are listening across the globe. But we've kind of just added a little bit around there. So I'm going to leave that bit out. Oh, okay. Well done. If you are 
new to our podcast family. In Test You Baby, we chat through all things IVF and our current pregnancy, which as it stands, when you're listening to this, is 20 <gasps> weeks. Zero. We're halfway there. Oh! Pinsy. No. Sorry. Maybe you should do these intros from now on. Anyway, in true Tristan and Miranda style, there'll be a whole lot of tangents, more than one euphemism, and inevitably we will expose and embarrass ourselves. I just want to say, guys, if you are new to the podcast, it's not always such a car crash, the introduction. Usually I'm in charge, but Tristan wanted to have a go. Don't just give me the pity little (laughs) intro. I actually thought you were really good. That's an absolute lie. (laughs) I would have been all right if I was on my own, but I I had you here distracting me with your boob sweat. Able to work under pressure, god damn it. So, today is a little bit different to normal. We are going to give you a bit of an update on how we have progressed so far Mm -hmm. to where we are right now. As I said a minute ago, we are 20 weeks pregnant when you're listening to this today, Monday the... Don't put me on the spot. Uh, 19th. Monday the 19th of July. Is that our fridge? That's the the drawing machine. (laughs) (laughs) The the dishwasher, it's not even a machine. It's the drawing machine. Okay. Don't worry about it. Oh, it's makes drawing sense. me a picture. Are you done? <laughs> we get it. You we did, understand. You did your job. Well done. What do you want? Stupid drawing machine. So, yeah, we're going to give you a bit of an update on everything that's happened so far because I understand that some people might have joined and realised there were 21 episodes and gone, ah, shit, I don't want to have to go all the way through. <laughs> so today, if this is the first episode you're listening to, first and foremost, I'm really sorry no, you weren't that bad. you've had to endure that because we're currently like five minutes in and I've said very little so far. No, you said everything you needed to say. Yeah, which takes you about a minute to do normally. Yeah, but I do it every week. Miranda the Library Burns. That's me. That's what they call you. Or Bank Holiday Burns. Oh, yeah. As I called you before. Because that's what you used to do, didn't it? You used to come. I used to work on every single Bank Holiday. That was the joke. Bank Holiday Burns. So what are we calling this? The Journey So Far? Yeah. Sounds so mysterious. We should be calling it The Pilgrimage So Far because that was originally what we decided to call our IVF journey. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's a good place to start is Mm. the word pilgrimage because that takes us back all the way to episode one where we were sat exactly where we are right now in our living room, recording the first ever episode of Test You Baby. That was at the end of February 2021, wasn't it? It was. That's nuts. So much has happened since then. Oh my goodness. We hadn't even started IVF. No, would you remember? We did the episode and we recorded it, not knowing necessarily whether IVF was definitely going to happen next month. Because March was always the the ideal, it was it was the a cycle that we were aiming for, but it wasn't guaranteed. And so we sat down to record this podcast, and we I, I would love to listen back to them actually, because I feel like we had to be reasonably, not ambiguous, but perhaps a little bit guarded. We couldn't say, we're doing it next month. It was always, hopefully we're starting next month. That said, I was... I was very concerned at the time that if we hadn't started IVF at that point, what on earth were we going to talk about on our IVF podcast? I know. One one episode of filling was bad enough. (laughs) Thank Christ we started after that. I know. (laughs) Because, yeah, we'd have been thin on the ground in terms of content. But we did start. We managed to get on. And it was a bit of an interesting one because our clinic, like Miranda just mentioned, won't necessarily take you on you know, as and when you need to be taken on. It doesn't guarantee a date. 
Instead, what you have to do is call up on the first day of your period for that month, wherever that may fall, and they will just tell you whether they have space currently in the clinic to look after you. So it's kind of like potluck, really, whether a lot of women, I don't know, whether there's a full moon and a lot of women have come on at the same time. I don't know if you believe in that kind of thing, but some people do. Um, so we were fortunate in that when we called up, there was space. However, there was a little, can you call it a red herring? I don't know, perhaps that came earlier, literally. Oh, that's gross. Sorry, everyone. That's, that's oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I take oh. it back. I didn't mean it. Oh, you explain this, but go on. So Miranda, as I'm sure lots of women will, will experience, at least the endo community, has quite regular periods. Mm. And your period will begin and then stop. Yeah, it does that all the time. You have a weird, like, spotting light bleed day. It's not always light, though. Sometimes it's heavy just for a day and then it vanishes. And that's, like, five days before you actually start. So it's the Monday of the week we started IVF. And we call up and we say, Miranda has had a heavy bleed, a heavy mid-bleed. Yeah, a a moderate bleed. A moderate bleed. uh, And has just stopped bleeding yeah. and they were like well it needs to be the start of a period not just a bleed so hold off because we don't actually have room for you if you wanted to start right now which as it turned out was very fortunate that my period decided to stop because if it had been the official start date we wouldn't have got on that cycle and we would have had to wait until april and we would have had to fill for like four episodes thank christ for irregular periods because thank christ for me crossing my legs very, exactly very tightly yeah it was quite funny actually because like Tristan said, this happened on the Monday. And I think my period eventually finally probably started on the Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, something like that. And so what happened was I then had to like kind of carry on like nothing had happened as normal. Go into work, do the radio show, that kind of thing. And I would have to text Tris updates every time I went to the loo to tell him whether the period had restarted. So it was a lot of, oh, don't worry, like, Still no spotting. It's still dry. Oh, great. Good stuff. Run back into the studio. Do a link on Capital. Go back to the toilet. Don't worry. It's okay. There's there's still no blood. We're all right. And we painstakingly did this routine and and got through hour by hour by hour. I'd wake up in the morning, go to the loo, hold my breath. Tris would shout through from the bedroom. Is there any bleeding? I'm like, no, no, no. We're okay. We're okay. Until we finally got to, yeah, Thursday, I guess it was. Yeah, it was Thursday morning. Yeah, and we eventually called up and that is when the period officially started and we couldn't be in denial about it anymore. And fortunately, there was space for us at that point in time at the clinic. The phone call was one of the most nervous I've ever had to do in my life because our clinic, like a lot of them, I guess, don't like taking phone calls because if something is missed in the communication that you have with them, it's it falls to them. So what they like to do is they like you to have to leave a voicemail yeah. that they then pick up afterwards so they have a record of exactly when you've spoken to them. Didn't, hang on, rewind. Go on. Didn't we call on the Wednesday evening and then it started on... We got the phone call of approval on the Thursday and IVF started on the Friday. Yes. Because we had to sleep on it. That's, yeah. That's oh, why that it was, was awful, wasn't it? That's why it was nerve-wracking. Go on, explain. So were you, uh, were you at work or you just got home from work? I was at work. At work and said heavy bleed started and it was like, right, okay, here we go. Now is the time. At this point, it was what, like half four uh, yeah. in the afternoon? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the general like office at our clinic go home Five o'clock, I think. Five o'clock. And I called pretty much straight away after that. They yeah. must have just left it to ring and didn't pick up the phone at the time and didn't want to open up a new you know, patient Can on the worms. same day. Yeah. So we left said voicemail at like half four. I, at the time, was expecting a call back within like half an hour. And I was sat there nervously by my phone. It gets to like six o'clock and I'm like, right, it's not going to happen today. We're going to have to sleep on it. So you come home from work and we have or attempt to have a chilled evening yeah. when we're both like <gasps> terrified oh. and go to bed 
equally you know nervous worried couldn't really sleep and then were woken up by your phone ringing of course which was the clinic yes saying it's okay go for it go for it do you know i just want to clarify as well because to somebody perhaps who haven't hasn't done IVF, you might be thinking, why is it such a big deal? You just do it next month. And yes, I know we've explained the podcast side of things, but that wasn't the genuine issue. It's more because when you start something like IVF, I guess you just pin a lot of hopes and dreams on the process. Um, because we'd had our second trimester miscarriage, you know, not so long ago, we were absolutely desperate for something positive to just come our way. Like we just needed to channel a lot of this negative energy into something positive. And Tristan in particular is a very productive, pragmatic, like you're a doer, aren't you? You like fixing things. And you couldn't fix anything about the miscarriage. But what you could do is start up a new project that could result in a second chance. And so the idea that someone could say, sorry, no, you've got to put it off for another month was just so disheartening. So that's that's why we cared so much. Add into that the layer of how we were having to do IVF. Oh, yeah, the logistics of it. Oh, Christ. That's a whole other thing. So regular listeners will know that we are based down in Winchester, which yep. is in Hampshire, a little bit north of Southampton. So, you know, if you know Southampton, you know where we are. A little bit above the bottom bit of the, the England. Of the England. Of the England. Where as they say. The, okay, imagine the sea on a map of the UK and then put your little finger... And then the thickness of your little finger, you're probably going to get to about where Winchester is, depending on how big the map is and how large your little finger is. Yeah. If, if it's quite a girthy little finger, you might end up in... In London. Perhaps you'd be in London. Oh, well, we're yeah. not there. Oh, we're not in no, London. No, thank you. Can't anyway, that. although when you're on holiday and you're from down south, I often refer to myself as being from London. If you meet foreigners who are like, Do where you? are you from? And I'm like... London. They're like, oh my God, I've been to London. Yeah, because it's a lot easier. Because where I grew up was like an hour from London. Where we are right now, it's an hour from London. Even like when I lived in Leicester, I was like, yeah. Or no, you say Leicester City. Did you? Because everyone knows Leicester City because of the football. So ah. I say from Leicester and they're like, oh my God, Jamie Vardy. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Whereas if you say I'm from Winchester, they'd be like, what? Ooh. Who? Oh, are these, are these foreigners that you've described French? <laughs> well, no, I mean... Some of them might be. Any, but you, what you mean is anybody that's not living. Anyone in who is the not UK. from England. Yeah, yeah. You just say you're from London, don't you? Well, no, I don't. I don't. I don't do that. I, okay. I actually give people the benefit of the doubt and assume that they might have decent geography skills, and therefore say to them, "I come from Sutton Coldfield, a town that is twenty minutes from Birmingham," or "I live in Winchester, which used to be the capital of England." Fun fact, but now it's London, and that's a little bit above the sea <laughs> and a little bit below London. <laughs> wow, I bet you're fun at parties. Oh, shut up. Carry on. <laughs> anyway. So we're down in Winchester. Our clinic for IVF was up in Birmingham, as Miranda said. The middle. The middle of the country. So we were having to move up to Birmingham, in with Miranda's parents, and isolate with them for the duration of IVF. And that meant all of us had to isolate, including yeah. Miranda's family, who all work jobs. Oh, God, yeah. So it meant a massive logistical upheaval for us to get up there, for them to try and organise working from home. Your mum's a dentist. She can't work from home. Oh, I know. She can't pop patients on the front, you know. <laughs> on the driveway and they do, do dental work from the top bedroom do social window. distancing. Yeah, to work like that. It doesn't work like that. So, yeah, we had to do a lot of organisation stuff in the run-up to it. And if we'd been pushed back by a month, it would have thrown all of that out the window as well. Oh, I know. I think my dad, actually, because my dad, he, he he's retired now, but he's a school teacher. 
And he had to get special permission to teach from home instead of come in and do lessons. So yeah, that was that was a huge undertaking. We should say thank you to them because they, they really yeah, they did they did really help yeah, us. Yeah, they really put themselves out, bless them. My poor younger brother has a girlfriend who couldn't like he he couldn't see her then. She, bless her, would come round and we'd get a little camping chair and sit her on the drive at like a sort of two meter distance. And she'd sit on the drive for like twenty minutes and chat to us for a little bit. So we'd be like, Hi, how are you? Yeah, good. And he could chat to her. And then she'd just go back and that was part of her walk. Oh, I know, Beth. Beth. She's so lovely. How thoughtful is that that she still wanted to come along? It was cold at the time. It was freezing in March, and she would sit outside. Oh, what a, what a trooper! What there a you li- go. What a babe. So yeah, we packed up our stuff, including our little bunny rabbit, Nakishio, and headed north. Yes, we did. Yeah, there's <laughs> not much. A more literal to- pilgrimage. <laughs> yeah, actually, you could say it was just like that. We moved back into my parents' house, and we were put in the spare room because whilst I'd been away, my brother had commandeered my bedroom, which was one of the nicest rooms in the house. I will it say, was a nice room yeah, in the house. like top room, attic, really nice, kind of yeah, high ceilings. It, it was, it was, it was cozy, but it was also quite bougie. Anyway, he has that now, so we got moved into the spare room. Alas, the mighty have fallen, but it's fine. You know, we sucked it up. I will say though that we had an awful lot of stuff for the spare room it's not particularly big and Mercutio does not travel light oh hello darling oh our other bunny rabbit has just jumped on my lap uh Bobo you're all right I think she's regretting it I think she realizes she's quite high um yeah he does not travel light in fact I think we bought his little fluffy obstacle course thing like it's like a cat bed isn't it but he jumps on top of it the and the cat tree yeah yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, one yeah. of those things that you get that goes in your house that your cat can just climb up and stuff yeah. alas he's a rabbit so it doesn't climb very much but you know yeah i mean we spoil him so we yeah. brought, we even foolishly brought that which i think he was happy for but it was it was it was a lot of stuff in a small room anyone who's got a spare room like a spare room serves the purpose of holding a family member for a weekend yes. or perhaps it's where you just put your leftover coats and old winter bits well let's say you're i don't know let's say my my dad decides to snore and my mom is like i need a break not that that's ever happened, but I'm just saying, that's what a spare room... Saying, you, is, that, is that a regular occurrence? <laughs> no, Celia and Julian are very happily married, just to clarify. Is Celia the snorer? I don't know, actually. Sounds like a children's book. Celia the snorer. Celia the snorer. Copyright that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do I have to ask her permission? I'll ask her on here. Let Celia. me know, Celia. If you, if you want me to <laughs> write a book about your snoring, then... Let me know. So, yeah, we were in our little spare room with Makishio, the bunny rabbit. Now, something quite monumental happened at the same time as starting IVF to do with you, Tristan, and in your personal, well, not in your personal, in your work life, actually. And we have spoken about it on the podcast and we will at some point go into it in a lot of depth, I think, because there is an ethical discussion, perhaps, to be had. Um, But, yeah, I... (sighs) Your work essentially let you down at this point. They did, yeah. I won't go into it now, but as most people who are listening to this will know, I left my job um, literally the day we started IVF, uh, following the way that they were towards me about it and their lack of understanding and you know appreciation for what it was that we were going through. Mm. And it came down to, yeah, the kind of moral side of it. And I didn't agree with it, so I handed in my notice. Yeah, you quit. Now... I'd like to also make the point now, because I'm free of this job and I don't need to really kind of tread carefully about anything anymore. (laughs) Uh, I handed in my notice and anyone who's done this before understands you have a notice period. Mine was like four weeks or something. And I didn't really work after that. (laughs) I literally handed in my notice and then did not log any hours. 
it for, was the, that, for the remaining four weeks. It was so funny, wasn't it? Like we would be doing car journeys and Tristan had a sort of right to, like you virtually had to turn up, didn't you? Yeah. But you weren't bothering to because you were like, screw these guys. But they kept testing me. I'd get random messages from like the boss who was a dick being like, <laughs> Tristan, can you do this for me? And I'd be driving up the Aston Expressway, yeah. throw you my phone, and you would play Tristan. Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. There'd be, like, the little Teams ping or something. You're like, oh, no, it's work. It's work. It's work. Or I'd have to, like, go onto the app and refresh it so that you were always online and not offline. During my period of notice, you did more work in my job than I did. Yeah, yeah. I sent emails to people. Yeah, you were emailing clients being yeah. like, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. That's so funny. Yeah, we'd literally be driving to and from appointments, Tristan claiming to currently be at home at his computer and i would be there like something had gone wrong and you would sort of you'd be like dictating to me what i needed to write to people what you didn't know is i had a little cheeky kiss on the end of so then <laughs> love tris xxx i had a few times actually when i was working in my job pre-ivf back last year um because working from home like you have a bit more freedom you can do whatever the hell you want and they don't know yeah, they don't however know. if you have a you know, quite a tight boss like i did i couldn't really get away with that at the time um, for example, once I dropped Miranda at work, uh, which is like a half an hour drive there and a half an hour drive back there or thereabouts, and I missed a recording. <gasps> I forgot about this. And I had to text my boss and be like, I'm so sorry, my computer overheated. Yes. And yes. they believed it. They did. They took it all. They lapped it up. You got home, didn't you? And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My computer packed in. This, this room is so hot. And they were like, okay, fine. <sighs> I think I used that excuse a few times. I use the my room is too hot excuse a lot of times. Yes, that's sneaky. I know. But well done. Thanks. Do you know what? I'm so proud of you because you saw something which you believed to be wrong, to be unfair and to be unjust. And you uh, you walked away from it. You, know, you, fought, you fought your corner, you said your piece and then you left it and you walked away. And that was a brave thing to do because you were in a secure job getting paid. But you stood your ground. So you should be very, very proud. Like I said, if you don't already, subscribe to the podcast because we're going to put an episode out about this kind of in a little bit more depth. Because I just personally feel like men in particular can get overlooked and I think fertility treatment as well in general can get overlooked when it comes to the workplace and I've had people message before saying how do you navigate that how did you speak to your boss were they okay like my boss doesn't know I'm not telling them I'm I'm, I'm finishing you know sort of on this Friday and I'm having treatment for the next two weeks can I still work so we will go into a lot of depth about that so yeah do subscribe so you don't miss that episode <laughs> So the day after we drive up to the Midlands, we've driven up really late in the evening, haven't we? Because Miranda's finished her show at seven. Yep. We've got in the car at what, like eight, half eight? Yep. And then driven up from Winchester to Birmingham for an appointment at 9am the next day <laughs> to begin IVF. Yeah, and that drive took about two hours. And then uh, we got on really well with my family, don't we? So we ended up staying up for like three hours, Jack. Yeah, that's often, yeah. often how it goes, isn't it? Oh, I love it though. I do love those late night burns, family chats. So having driven up on the Thursday night, the Friday morning came round and our appointment at nine o'clock was at BMI, the Priory in Edgebaston. Very nicely done. Thank you. Yeah, that's our fertility clinic. I want to say that we can 100% recommend that clinic. Yep. We did not have a bad experience. Um, so our consultant is Mr. Baghdadi. We absolutely love him. We've spoken profusely about him many a time. And he actually now not only has the kind of the, the, the BMI Priory website to find him, but he's actually got his own website. His own personal website. Yes, so do you Mr. want me to give it out actually? Because yeah, that's go fun. On, okay, go so on. it's 
sbagdaddyfertility.co.uk. And I understand that's quite a difficult one to spell. So <laughs> let me do it for you. It's S-B-A-G-H-D-A-D-I-F-E-R-T-I-L-I-T-Y, sbagdaddyfertility.co.uk. It sounds like you're over in the States doing one of those spelling bee things. Can you spell S Baghdadi fertility? S Baghdadi fertility. Definition, please. That's <laughs> what you said. Use it in a sentence, please. Yes, yes, yes. Did you ever watch the TV show about the child geniuses? And they would have to spell these really long words. And I'd be sitting there as like a 22-year-old woman thinking, I don't even know what that word means. Yeah, I couldn't even. I, I couldn't no even idea. hazard a guess. How does the definition help? I think it's because these kids, I'm assuming, I'm literally clutching at straws. They have to learn like, every word that exists don't they within the english language and you can get a little bit jumbled if there were a lot of four syllables slightly longer words to describe something to do with the human body you might want to know for definite it can remind you can jog your memory what a brain oh i know impressive anyway back to mr b (laughs) mr by daddy i cannot recommend him highly enough as both a consultant and a friend yeah he's just the loveliest person and we've said this so many times before but he really is so we went and we saw the nurse first who scanned us we were passed around a few different people weren't we yeah we were because everyone has the little role that they do so we had someone we saw for your scan and they checked your antrophollicles and we had 12 antrophollicles across two ovaries uh and then after that we went outside and they did something else and then we came back into another room and they did the injection teach yeah who was that was with a different woman a different woman which in itself is a really weird thing because they teach you how to inject yourself without actually injecting yourself or anything yeah it's i've said this before it feels like so much responsibility you think you're at least going to practice on an orange you know they have a little cheeky satsuma there and it's like go on try and inject this satsuma No, no 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 she just mimes it to you and then hands you over the syringe and says, this is your dummy one. Here you go. You try, You have a little try. And then you'll just laugh to go and, and do it yourself. Right, off you go. There you yeah. go. Which, in a way, is quite nice because it, it, you, know, you don't have to worry about doing it there and then in the hospital. You don't have to worry about injecting yourself there and then, I guess, for me at least, who's terrified yeah, of needles? true. I wouldn't want that. But then you also simultaneously feel like a kid in the chemistry lab at school who's been given a Bunsen burner. And you're like... I could do so much damage with this and it's a lot of fun, but I don't feel qualified to be playing with it. That's how I felt with my needles. Mm, well, alas, you smashed it, didn't Thank you? Thank you. And so began the process of injecting yourself for, what was it, like 10 days? Yeah, something like that. And you were on 450 IU of Menopure and that was taken every day Yeah. at... 7 p.m. 7 o'clock to 7.30. This is the fun thing. It's so crazy because, yeah, this whole thing went on for about two weeks. But it was such a huge part of our routine. So Tristan would have a little reminder on his phone that said to get, you know, mix up the menopure, get it out of the fridge so it could warm up just ever so slightly. But mix, you don't want to get it out and not mix it. You have to mix it first. Um, But if it warmed up, then it wouldn't hurt me so much, wouldn't sting, wouldn't get that burning. I'd have like a little pop-up on my phone reminder as well, like it's injection time. And we would always do the injections in the same room in my parents' house, which was the middle bathroom, which had actually been recently redecorated. So it was was very luxurious. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And if you follow me on TikTok or Instagram and you've seen any of the videos or perhaps my YouTube, then you will know that I tended to sit on the settle, which is this big wooden seat yeah, that we I, have. In before the I met you, I didn't know what a settle was. Did you not? I was like, what, the, what, what is a settle? It's a massive seat 
And you lift up the bit that you sit on, and inside is storage for things. I can only assume, like, the word settle to, like, sit and, like, comfy yourself up. Which came first, the settle or to settle? I don't know. I feel like it might be French, but I might be making that up. Settle. Settle. Le settle. We'd have to Google it. Alas, I do not know the heritage story of settle. I would love to know where that word's come from. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Which came first, <laughs> the, settle. the settle or to settle? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when I was a child, I didn't even call it the settle. I think I called it the medicine chair. Because when I was poorly <laughs> <laughs> at night time, and I'd come downstairs and I'd be like, Mommy, Daddy, I'm ill. They'd take me through to the middle bathroom, plonk me on the medicine chair. I think that's what we called it. And then uh, give me a spoonful of cowpole, which was like baby crack, wasn't it? it was so, yeah. Oh, the, that was the good what, stuff. The stuff. Strawberry, pink, so good. Oh there goodness. was also a banana one, which might have been like ibuprofen. Or, I, I didn't think like the that. banana one is penicillin. Is it? It's oh. antibiotic. It's the, it's because I've had that before, and I only have bad memories because after it, I'm gangster tripping. Because yeah, you're allergic. I'm allergic to penicillin. Yeah, Tris has a red wristband whenever he goes into hospital because he very can't proud have, of it. Yeah, you can't have penicillin. I also have one because I can't have ibuprofen. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
What a pair we are. Oh dear. So yeah, I would sit on the settle cabinet medicine chair, whatever you want to call Which it. Which actually became your medicine cabinet medicine chair when you were doing IVF. Yeah, Because you were injecting yourself on that very settle. And you know, I kept every menopure box for a very long time because each injection, you know, each kind of little vial of medicine comes in a box. And I couldn't bring myself to throw these boxes away because I was just like so proud of our like haul of menopure. <laughs> so we just had these empty boxes piled up on the settle. My poor parents needed to use the settle. So for two weeks, they were moving menopure boxes out of the way to get their like herbal essences shampoo and conditioner out of the settle, putting them back on in their place. And because we were on such a high dose, you had pretty much a new box every single day. Yeah. So every day we were doing these injections, you were doing your menopure, which was stimulating your ovaries and your antifollicles, and then your firmadil, which was stopping you ovulating. Yeah. So we had like two boxes every day and it became unmanageable at times. I, uh, believe it or not, did not want to get rid of them. I was very emotionally attached to my boxes. We had one left over, didn't we? Because we ended up being pulled full one day short. We've still got it, haven't we? Well, it was in the fridge until about a week ago, but it started going a little bit, you know how cardboard goes all soggy and weird in the fridge? Like, it'd been in there for like three, four months. We weren't planning on using it. I just couldn't bring myself to chuck it. Because it's probably like a few hundred quid worth of medication. Oh, is it that much? I thought it was like 35 pounds. Oh, you will have to consult our How Much Does IVF Cost podcast. Yeah, because we don't don't fucking remember. We have no idea it's all a big blah um but yeah you'll you'll be familiar with that bathroom if you follow me on any of my socials because that's basically where ivf happened for us One of the things that was uh, super cute is that my mum, she's a dentist, and she would often be hovering outside the bathroom, out of sight, but listening, just in case anything happened, because she is proficient in giving injections. It is literally part of her job that she does every single day. But she wanted to give us the opportunity to try and do it ourselves. So she wasn't going to intervene. She wasn't going to be like, are you guys okay? She just would, would wait. You know, she'd be, she'd be like sat in the uh, sort of adjoining bedroom-esque, you know, onto the landing where the bathroom was and just quietly listen. And then if we managed to be successful, she'd just go off and we wouldn't even have known that she was there. But then when we did get in a flap, <laughs> she was very useful. Yeah, we did call her helping, didn't we, at times. Now, yeah. it started off her help just being in the doorway, giving you tips about how to do injections. Because, as she knows, injections are hard to do. Yeah. And... Unlike most phobias, like spiders, where if you are around spiders enough, you will kind of conquer your phobia. Yeah, you get used to it. Injections, the more you have them, the more you are around needles, the worse it gets. Which I had no idea about. But she's literally trained in dealing with nervous patients. That's her speciality. That's the thing that she... That's her jam. It's the thing that she does. She was telling me. Yeah, it's always a bread and butter. It's a bread and butter, isn't it? Nervous patients. So she was like, yeah, the problem with needles around her is that the more you're around them, the more they'll upset you. I was like, oh God, I've got to do this for another six days. So actually we can give you some of the tips that she gave us in the hope that you guys can take those into your own IVF journeys and use them you know, if you fancy it. Yeah. So the first thing she did was instead of counting down for your injection, you'd normally go like three, two, one, and then you wouldn't do it yeah. because you were counting Wuss down. And you, you were you were wussing out. It was a number that you would go on. So she would say to you, when I say the number 12, you have to give the injection. You have to do it. So you would stand there and she would say seven, 42, like the lottery numbers. Yes. 35, <laughs> 12. And you go, mm, and you yeah. do it. And that really helped you because you would, it was not in your control. Yeah. It was in your yeah. control, but it was someone else who was saying that thing that made you inject yourself. Whereas when you do a countdown, 
everyone can down, count down from three, I'm going to assume. So you know, when they say two, that after the next one, you're going to have to do it. And so you just get as nervous and it doesn't work. Whereas hearing 12 randomly, or you could have like a special word, like a safe word. You could say like, my safe word is apple. And then you'd be like, boat, sofa, drive, heart, apple. And that would be the word that you go on. It catches you off guard and then you're more likely to actually do it. So that was a great bit of advice. That worked. And then it got to the point where you were working out the sequence of numbers. So you knew that the fourth number was going to be the number that we were doing. (laughs) That's probably my fault. So we enlisted Celia to give you a hand. And I say give you a hand to do the injection. Yeah. Now you can actually hear on episode six of Test You Baby, we did a live injection. And I am like emceeing. I am stood back from Miranda. Tristan was sat down on the floor in the bathroom with all the podcast gear, of which there is a lot. There is a lot of stuff that we use to record this podcast. Whilst I was in a flap with, with sweat. Palms and he was just there, like David Ashburn, and over there in the corner is Miranda Palms. Your brother was filming it, your sister was at the door, your mum was on her knees doing the injection, and then the cat walked in. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> it's actually quite a funny episode, so I yeah. would recommend listening to it. But yeah, it was quite a, a, a difficult thing at times, wasn't it? Because you struggled a little bit with doing it, especially when we got further into it. And if you'd done a particularly bad one, or if you had one where the menopause was a bit colder and yeah, it hurt it's more. Down. And because you know what's coming, you know, if you go in to have your COVID vaccine, which you should do, guys, just, uh, just <laughs> get your COVID jab now. Um, that's not that's not an NHS cell. By oh, the way. God, no, no, no. You We're not sponsored by them. Do, I don't know, they if, sponsor- if they want to sponsor us. I don't think the NHS sponsors anyone, Tris. They, they have enough issues to deal with. They've got enough on their plate. Yeah. Don't they? <laughs> Poor NHS. So, yeah, you know. It's not like that where you go in and someone does it for you and it's done and you have it you have it done once and you have your other one done. You probably don't see a needle again for a while. When you're injecting yourself that much, you struggle to get over that knowledge of what it feels like because it yeah. happened so recently, especially on the days we were doing two bloody injections. I know, that was horrible. I think actually my number one bit of advice would be if you have somebody else who can do the injections, get them to do it it's it's actually less painful it doesn't really hurt i don't want to scare anyone it, it, it's not painful it's just it's an uncomfortable experience to inject yourself it doesn't come naturally if you can get somebody else to do it and and do it reasonably well or at least to just a standard that you would have done it anyway that will make mentally the whole process a hell of a lot easier just trust me on that so i was super grateful for my mom the other thing that we worked with was cold because you would put cold, like an ice pack, on your tummy before it. And anyone who's seen films or done it yourself, when you've pierced your ear. Yeah. And you put ice cube on your ear. Oh my gosh, like parent trap. Yes, yeah, that's is that what you were thinking Ice cube on your ear, sterilise the-, the needle, a bit of apple behind it, apple. and then push through. Because <laughs> the apple gives resistance whilst being something that you could put a needle through. Yes. And the ice numbs the ear. Now, that is a similar sort of thing, but you're not piercing an ear, you're injecting yourself. So yeah, use cold on it before to try and numb the skin as best you can. Here's a question for you, yep. a little bit of a classic tangent, but I considered doing that to my ears so many times because I was so desperate to get my ears pierced. And my mum said, no, Miranda, you have to wait. And I think I eventually had them done when I was like 10 or 11, I was going to secondary school, but I was so, so desperate. So I have vowed that if my daughter says, mommy, please may I have my ears pierced? I will just say yes. At, like, any, at any age? Well, she's not going to be doing it at two or three. What if she falls out the womb and goes, I want some drip? It's, well, Fix me up, mum. Well, then she's Take an, an exceptionally talented child and she can get whatever she wants because she's already speaking at the age of zero. It's not going to happen. Okay, fair enough. My question is, would you be okay with that? Can we, for future Squidge... Let her have her yeah, ears pierced. Absolutely. Yay! Absolutely. Oh, amazing. 
amazing. Yeah, I'm not crazy strict on that sort of stuff. Okay, cool. If that's what she wants, she can absolutely do it. If if she comes back to me in 10 years' time and goes, why did you do that? I said, well, you asked. Yeah, <laughs> true. Like, and she's not going to say, why did you do that? She's going to be wearing her little pearl earrings, having a great time. Or her little Swarovski studs. Or her Claire's accessories hoops. She can't be like a, a five-year-old wandering no! around with Claire's accessories hoops. She, if she's a child, if she's little, she'll have tiny little gold studs, just gold ones. I really don't think that Squidge is going to ask to have her ears pierced before she's like eight. But I was like eight, nine, ten. I was very much aware uh, of what okay. earrings were. And I was just so desperate. So I just so wanted to wear them. Well, look at you now. I know. We've only got one in each. I want to get Surely. more. Surely. Do you actually? Yeah, I want to get a second one, but I just haven't got around to it. Do you want to know why? Genuine reason. Go on. Headphones. I have to wear headphones five days a week. And when you get your ears pierced, obviously it hurts a little bit afterwards. Like it just aches and it feels sore. The last thing I need is headphones compressing that area. Can you get it done when you're pregnant? Don't know. Are you thinking on maternity? <gasps> I could do it on my maternity leave. Yeah. Won't be wearing headphones then, will I? You will be very pregnant. The last thing you want to do is take a trip to... Claire's accessories. Yeah. <laughs> to get my ears pierced. waddle in there. What about when Squidge is born, though? Yeah, why not? Yeah. I yeah. was thinking before we go away on holiday this week. Bloody hell, that's really soon. Yeah. Crikey. Strike while the iron's hot. I don't think I'm mentally prepared for okay, that. Okay, fair enough. I had to pick myself up for a couple of months <laughs> in anticipation. <laughs> so whilst we were doing the injections, we had a couple of scans to see how things were developing. As I said before, we had 12 antral follicles in the first scan. Once Miranda started stimulating them, another follicle just appeared out of nowhere. I didn't even know that could happen. Showed its face. Hello. I have arrived. (laughs) So we had 13 antral follicles and they actually ended up bringing forward our egg retrieval date Mm -hmm. because they were worried about the risk of OHSS because your ovaries were the size of grapefruits. They were huge. And so we had egg retrieval done and they retrieved four eggs. Yep. And from 13 follicles to four eggs, we were quite disappointed because you hear stories of people who retrieve like 15 eggs, 30 eggs sometimes. Yeah. Now, we were a real testament to the quality over quantity thing because all four of your eggs fertilized with ICSI, all four of them made it to day three, and all four of them made it to day five yeah. as blastocyst. We had a 5AA, a 3AA, and a 3AB, and we had like a... Uh, uh, uh. Something else. they sound like A level results, know, don't they? <laughs> what did you get? I'm going to Durham. <laughs> no, so it, we had. <laughs> your, I don't think your voice has ever gone so high. No, 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 I'm very excited about Durham. <laughs> I didn't go to Durham. I went to BCU. <laughs> so our fourth embryo was not going to survive freezing, and because we had such a strong embryo, they said, "You know what? Chances are you will have a child from these three. Yeah. So that fourth one we don't need to worry about. So we're not going to run the risk of making you into a twin pregnancy so we will discard that embryo i still feel a little bit attached to that embryo i don't know if that's something silly but i think of it as like the one that got away i i don't know i i just i feel sad that we didn't give it a chance but then again i mean it's okay because you, you can look at it like that but at the same time we were then given three really good quality embryos yeah. one which we popped back in on day five and the other two which we froze which were you know the most perfect, you know, yeah. bar the one that we had. And the little the wonky one wouldn't have survived. Freezing. No. So, you know, we did the right thing. Yeah. 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 We Absolutely. Did. So, as I said, we popped that 5AA embryo back in and then that was it done for IVF, I guess, for us at that moment because yeah. the clinic just say, okay, off you go. So you've seen them and spoken to them on the phone most days for the last two weeks and then you're just left to go and do your own thing. 
And that then began the two-week wait. Now, we've done an episode about the two-week wait already, and we explained how we dealt with it and a few little tips and tricks that we had for getting through it. I won't make you wait two weeks to find out what happened because we then <laughs> had a positive pregnancy test two weeks later, which was just the most amazing feeling. But as all of you who have done IVF or had pregnancies that have been similar to our previous one or, or had a pregnancy after loss will know that even though you get that you know pink, blue, whatever it is line, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're guaranteed to have a baby in nine months. Yeah, you just have that sort of, um, that sort of you're in that negative headspace, aren't you? Because you've experienced loss before and you've had a positive test before and then it's ended badly. You almost expect the worst, which is a horrible position to be in. And it's, you know what, if you have pregnancies and everything that are smooth sailing, it's almost like blissful ignorance, isn't it? Yeah. Like ignorance is bliss. Like you look at it and you're like, oh, you know, people, some people have a positive pregnancy test and then go out and and buy baby clothes. And that to me, I mean, you do whatever you want to do, but that to me is someone who's had loss and has had fertility issues that is such a, a big thing to do and oh, we only yeah. felt comfortable doing that a while later because you don't want to jinx it it's, it's, maybe it's superstitious isn't it but you just don't want to jinx it and also at the same time you know how things can go and you know how far you can go and then and then be hit with that with that news so we were quite guarded with it we told everyone who was kind of close to us who knew we did IVF and then we held off until a scan that we had at what was it like seven weeks to check for a heartbeat something like that I, d- I think I didn't want to um I didn't want to crush anyone or uh yeah ruin anyone's happiness by giving them false hope if it ended up being like ectopic or something so that's why we d- we chose not to tell more people really or the heartbeat as well yeah absolutely it might it just may not have been viable it may have been a pregnancy that then just didn't didn't stick around but yeah we had our seven week scan and there was a heartbeat yeah um and there's a clip actually in an episode um we did a few weeks ago where you hear the moment we were told that we had a heartbeat yeah and it's one baby and it's absolutely fine um, and it just makes me want to cry because it's cry. the most amazing moment i cried so much yeah that's the theme you'll if you're new oh. to this you'll realize i cry all the time oh it's um, lovely isn't he great oh it's just the best thing isn't it to yeah. find out everything's okay especially after doing something like ivf which is such an intense emotional period to be out the other side of it with a heartbeat in seven weeks you know, it's the first time you start to feel a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. Now, obviously, there are more milestones to overcome. And we've outlined a few of those in the episodes we've done so far. Obviously, you have the 12-week scan. If you're like us and you've had a loss before, or if your clinic want to scan you again, you might have a scan at 17 weeks, which we've had. But right now, as I said, we are 20 weeks. And the morning this episode is being released is our 20-week scan. That's nuts. You might actually be listening to this right now as I speak. But real Miranda in real time will be lying on a bed with uh, jelly on her tummy having her 20-week scan. Not actual jelly. No, but the little looby thing. What is it called? They always go, oh, cold jelly. They say jelly, don't they? They're not going to go cold lube. There's something a little bit dodgy about that. Well, you well, know, well... Yeah. Whatever, whatever you like, really. People have different it is, tastes. It is some kind, I guess it is some kind of lubricant. I don't know what it is. It's special, isn't it? Because it helps the, the thing to... If you just put like a liquid on it, it might give you a weird picture on the scan. A mottled pattern of baby. Yeah, a mottled pattern. No one needs a <laughs> gradient on it. You know, it's going to be smooth, yeah. smooth, smooth vision. So, yeah, we are having our 20-week scan as we speak, Yeah, well, I guess. I think we will inevitably do an update on instagram so yeah miranda.burns tristan.hall if you want to see how it goes fingers crossed oh my god touch all the wood that's wooden um that it goes okay so i hope you enjoyed today's episode i know it's a little bit different i say different not different necessarily but 
it was a recap, but we just thought, you know, we've done so many of these now and we can't possibly expect everyone who listens to have listened to every single episode. And we absolutely cannot expect you to remember what we talked about in episode, say, four, for example. So we thought it was good to do a little refresher. Plus for us personally, it's really nice to go back down memory lane and, and relive it and then think, wow, look, look down at my little bump and think, well, it's not so little anymore. And think, wow, that happened. We did that. We, we made that happen with the power of science. So yeah, I hope that you enjoyed it. And is it now my turn to say that? Is it I for think today? you do the outro. Oh my goodness, I don't know it off the top you remember of my it. head. Okay. I'll, I'll prompt you. Okay. That is it for today. If you liked what you heard, the best thing to do. Oh, if you, if you liked what, what you heard, heard the, best the best way, way to, to support, support us I've got it, I've got it, is to leave a review, share it with your friends, family, guardians, parents. Guardians. parents. Like, you know, when you're at school. This is why I, I'll explain this actually because people might be like, why does it say guardians? When you're at school yes. and you get a letter that says, dear parent slash guardian or parent or parent or guardians. Parents so guardians. share with your friends, family. Parents, guardians. Oh, no. Oh, you've done the same as I did earlier. Oh, it's really hard to go with a funny thing. You've forgotten a thing. What's the thing from this episode? This is a difficult one because it's been a recap. Yeah, I know. I can't go with any fresh new content. What have we talked about? Sweaty breasts. Yeah, that would work. There you go. Share it with your sweaty breasts. Um, and Do you want to say the whole thing again? Because we've kind of gone, gone quite bitty here. So that is it for today. If you like what you heard, the best way to support us is to leave a review. Share it with your friends, family, neighbours, parents, guardians, your sweaty underboobs. And don't forget to... Don't forget to punch hit hit <laughs> he's miming don't forget to punch a grand wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts yeah oh god your <laughs> i don't know your bit yeah something about yeah it really does help us when you subscribe and stuff <laughs> also just share with your friends funny parents guardians whatever you know just my bit no just so you just i say. don't know what your bit is don't ha, you don't even know either. Don't forget, you can see our ah, faces. Don't forget, you can see our faces hell. over on Instagram, Tristan.hall, Miranda.burns, and Test Tube Baby Pod, Pod for Podcast. Love you. Bye. I'm so sorry. This, for a, this is the worst episode <laughs> so far. If this is the episode you're listening to, which is the first one, I'm really sorry. Go back and yeah. listen to like surgery supplements and scans or something. That that's was a, solid. That's a cracker. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.